Well, it's 2021. Do you feel better now? I did for a few hours. Why? You fool. Well, I woke up I woke up the first morning and the contact lenses I ordered on December 10th that have been stuck in Cleveland since the 14th finally moved. Oh, I have good them omen. in my eyes now. So like, that was a good start. Yes. How about now, though? That's nah, a lot like 2020 so far. But with a one. Yeah. This one goes up to 11. Welcome to the Exploding Barrel Podcast for January 2nd, 2021, January 3rd, whenever you put this up. This is Mike Minotti, joined by my brother AJ. How's it going? Hey! It's game of the year time. Oh boy. For To be clear, for 2020. I know we've had plenty of 2021 to already decide what the best <laughs> game this year is. We, we, we time traveled to the future and played all the 2021 yeah. games. and They're all bad. I, I'm not yeah. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Halo Infinite, that needed another year. A whole other year, it turns out. Oh, my God. All right. So, I mean, we, we each got five games, I guess. Uh, mine have already been published. I don't know if you read my list. You probably did. So, I guess you get no surprises from me, AJ. I read it, but I forget a lot of it. I remember oh, your top great. three. I forget what your five and four are. That's good. That's good. So, uh, well, why don't we start with your five anyways, then? Okay. My number five game is Marvel's Avengers. Oh, that didn't that didn't make my list, but I, I mean, I did like that game. It's not even on my top ten list, to be clear. It's but some I, of the most fun I had playing a game. Right, and I mean, it is, it, it is that thing where it's like, we, we played it a lot with each other, so maybe that's some of it, but you know what, it's fun. And I, I get it. I get why people, I get why it deserves criticism, I guess, right? I understand its problems, but it, I always did have fun with it. Well, I mean, we played it together, but we all played the campaign solo, and sure. I thought it was a really good campaign. <laughs> it, it fell victim to a similar thing Anthem fell victim to, where there's this expectation that every game has to be, like, the game you play forever. And it's not, and that's okay, I think. Like, it can just be this thing you play for, like... You, know, you play the campaign and you play some multiplayer with your friends and that could be it. Like, why is that so bad? I don't understand that. And I really liked it. I, I wish that there was... I wish that some of the end game co-op stuff was maybe a bit more... Like raid like cooperatively. Like, yeah, like, I'm not saying it even had to be Destiny raid level. But, like, the only thing that came close to, like oh, but people have to work together here a bit, and it's not just a matter of everybody playing a single-player brawler by themselves, but their friends happen to be there. Like, the only thing that was like that was, like, the vault missions where, like, you would have to run to the different numbers. And even then, right. one person could do those, really. So, I, yeah, I wish I was a bit more ambitious on that front. Right, that, that's true. And, you know, one thing that did add to the game since we last played it is you can now shoot Iron Man's Unibeam into Captain America's shield that's to cool. deflect it. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, th- there's a very good foundation, and I feel like they could add to it. And uh, and it was super fun. I do. I think the heroes all felt fun to play. Like the you know the action felt good. It, it looks pretty good. So yeah, I like this game. Yeah, I'll be curious to see if the game gets a second life when the, the next gen version comes. The Spider Man comes on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's like, when will I'll that be interested do anything again. for it? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, that, uh, I, I, I like that game. I wish more people would play it. Like, hopefully you picked it up on sale over the holidays. I think it was like down to 30 bucks. I think 30 bucks for an eight-hour you know, Marvel campaign with a pretty good story is uh, a good deal, 
Even if you don't play the multiplayer, just do that. Speaking of superhero games, mine, and I imagine this is probably higher on your list, is uh, my number five is Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is... Uh, we, we, we can save it if you want, because it does come up later in mine. Yeah, but yeah, so we, we can save it then. But yeah, I like this game quite a bit. But what's your number okay. four then, if you want to save it? My that? number four is Star Wars Squadrons. But this is a game that I liked, and I just I just didn't play that enough of it. I don't know why. I think there's just well, so many other things. I, I think, we had I, fun playing that, it together. We didn't do enough of that, really. I mean, part of it was there's a lot of other stuff that came out. The other thing is there's so many ways to play it. It almost becomes this yeah. like, paralyzation of choice. Like, are you going to get the flight stick out? You're just going to use a controller. Are you going to put your VR headset on? Um, are you going to do some combination of the two? Like, there's sure. like this sinking feeling that like you should be playing it with VR and a flight stick, but that's sometimes a pain to set up, so you just don't end up playing it. I think that happened to me a lot. But I, I certainly at least want to play it with my flight stick, and it is even though it's not much, it is like one extra thing I have to do, and it's some, sometimes that's enough for me to just be like, yeah, I'll play something else. Right, but what we got, I mean, it's a really fun campaign. And it really does, in the multiplayer, harken back to those days of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, where it's a little more... It's See, not quite as like hardcore simmy as those tried to be, Did you but really it, it play definitely those is games? in that direction. Because I never played those games. I know everybody I tr- loves X-Wing I had X-Wing them back in the day. They, were, they were beyond my, uh, my right. skills. Right, because yeah, that was like the same time when I was like first playing the adventure games from LucasArts and stuff like that. And yeah, I... Those games were too much for me. Yeah, I, I'm I remember trying to play to X-Wing now. Alliance and just being completely lost. Yeah, I know the people um, that people love those games, but they, they don't really mean anything to me, nostalgia-wise. Right. But yeah, I mean, this is this is, this is what people have been asking for, right? It was, it was a legit dogfighting game in the Star Wars universe. I thought it was really cool that it's first-person only. Um, that, that was a pretty good choice, you, I think. Did you play too much of the campaign? Uh, yeah, I'm like three quarters of the way through. I, like if I sit down one more night, I'll finish it. I just need to need yeah, again, to do like, that. I, I've only played a few missions. Again, I like the campaign quite a bit. I, it's just one of those things. I don't know why I didn't get through more of it. Uh, plus, part of it is that honestly, like the new consoles came out, and if I'm not playing like World of Warcraft or uh, Overwatch, I'm I'm kind of really happy sitting down on my couch and comfortably yeah, playing like, stuff I there right now. I was tempted over the holidays. I think you could have gotten it digitally for as low as 20 bucks. I was tempted to like rebuy it just to play it on my Xbox and, mm. and resisted the temptation. Um, and I mean, it has cross play for the multiplayer, but I don't think it's cross progression, which is a sure. bummer. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still like, you know, the standard price of it's 40 bucks. I think for 40 bucks, it's an incredibly good game to, to play, especially if you like star Wars. So, uh, my number four was Crash Bandicoot 4. How appropriate is that? It's about time. Which, uh... You really, really like this. I did. I I think this is the I best Crash Bandicoot most. game. Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think so. I think everybody who actually did play this game agrees with me. I think they all liked it a lot. I, for some reason, like, not... Not a ton of people, I feel like, showed up for this. Not as much as the remakes, for whatever reason. I guess because you don't have, like, the nostalgia here, but... I, Right. From what I see, all the people who do like like Crash Bandicoot and like 3D platformers kind of agree with me that this game is fantastic. And it it's really it just goes back to how much do you like Crash Bandicoot, I think. Yeah, and, and know, I, how, and how I relevant do, is it still to this day for, and for I a do wide like, audience? Well, the Crash Bandicoot is such a pure platformer, really, right? It is very much basically just about how good are you at, at jumping on platforms. Like, that's right. so much of what it is, it, you know. It's basically a 2D platformer with, like, a bit of a Z-axis. And sometimes not even that. Sometimes Crash Bandicoot just has sections that are pure 2D platformers. But this game has such good level design, fun extra abilities, like the time slowing or the thing that flips the gravity, stuff like that. 
Uh, really good anime. Toys for Bob in animation quality. When it was last year or two years ago when they remade the, the Spyro games, I, I like flipped out about how much detail they put into those dragons you rescue and how ridiculous yeah, you yeah. get. Right, and like that that carries over here and just like the character animations and the little cutscenes they do, uh, like the work that they can do with in-game 3D platformer character models is insane. No one's better than them at that right now, really. Uh, the closest thing I think of is the work that happened on Luigi's Mansion 3, which was also good. Yeah, this was just... If you like these kind of games, I, I thought that this was fantastic. Uh, once you beat it, there's a ton to do in regards of trying to, like, 100% it or doing extra content. Super fun. I don't think you I don't think you played much of this at all, aside from the demo that you yeah, tried. Yeah, I just played the have. demo. Yeah. Right, but but I, I really enjoyed this game. I thought this uh, exceeded expectations. And again, how long have I been waiting for a new good Crash Bandicoot? And yeah, they did it. Cool. All right. Number three for me is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hey, that's my number three. Hey, look at that. Of course, I beat this game. Yeah, I, I haven't, and I, I, I want to. Again, it's just like stuff started coming out, and I fell off it. But uh, it's just funny, because... For as long ago as it was announced, and for as long as it was in demand, it felt like one of those like impossible to meet expectations. And uh, I think they crushed it. <laughs> it yeah, looked this incredible. Is- it played really well. Um, it was it was like you know just familiar enough. If you play Final Fantasy VII, you remember all this stuff, uh, all the plot points, all the settings, and everything. But to just see it flesh out the way it was was super fun. Yeah, it was way better than I thought it was ever going to be when they announced it all those years ago. And part of it is the way it kind of. It, it sort of plays against expectations. Like, it doesn't try that hard to be a one-to-one remake. I like the things that they flesh out. They, it could have easily felt like padding or filler to turn the whole Midgard section into a full game, but they actually did a very good job of, of doing that and of making characters like Jesse and Biggs and Wedge more interesting and giving them more stuff to do. The combat system is so good. It's such a fun way of of making that classic ATB active time battle system feel kind of real-timey but still right. basically be the active time battle system like you're you know you, you're doing this kind of action rpg real-time combat but a lot of the important stuff is still tied to that time meter and you can pause and make those decisions but you know extra things like your spacing and your your movement and your placement like these things matter all of a sudden so just a man, really good combat system i'm just excited for part two just to kind of see more of that Part two is gonna be weird, right? Because like this game was just so much about you know the Midgar section of the game, and and in the original game, once you're out of Midgar, it really does turn into a little bit more of a traditional Final Fantasy experience. You get an actual world map now, but right, it, you and know, how will they it, handle that? I wonder. Well, I mean, it was even though it was a world map, it was still relatively linear in terms of like where are you supposed to go next. So they can almost not ha- like not really have a world yeah, map. Yeah, so they have to have a world map, but it will definitely change the tone of the game just being like out and about in like yeah. multiple locations well, and not just being in the so city. So the first thing you do is you go to that town where where Cloud and Tifa are from, and you have the big flashback sequence. Mm-hmm. And I think you you know, so they'll have that, they'll have Cosmo Canyon, they'll have uh the Golden Saucer stuff, uh, and uh presumably you'll get to the rocket thing where Sid's from. So yeah, it, it'll it'll be different, right? But there are still highlights like Gold Saucer, obviously very oh, big yeah, deal, yeah. Cosmic Canyon. But yeah, but there's a part of me. It's like there's so much good stuff in Midgar, and because it's such, you know, it's Midgar, it's this big city that works so well in terms of turning that into a game. Whereas like part two and presumably part three, I don't know if they can. I don't know. I think that's it, right? There's going to be two more of these. Do but they beyond, say that for sure? Or do we no, know? I'm just assuming. 
Okay. I'm, I'm making assumptions and who knows, maybe I'm making uh, a NASA out of you and me. With I that, feel like right? we can, we can, we can combine it all into one more part. I, I almost would like it if they did, but I don't know. Uh, just time wise, right? Like this, it, what we had so far is the first third or first fourth of the, what is the rest of the actual game, right? right. If you're actually what I playing for, what the first one happening game. is, so this will come out for PS five and it'll have like whatever enhancements they do to the visuals. And I, I, it'd be funny if they then applied those visuals to, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake Remastered. Well, but Final Fantasy VII Remake already looks really oh, good. it does. It does. It doesn't but, really I mean, need they, much. They get a, if they can get, like, a solid 4K60 right. on that or something, I mean, you know, they'll you know, do it. I'll sell it to you again, Mike. Talking about Cyberpunk and, and how, you know, that didn't look good on last-gen systems and all that stuff. Like, Final Fantasy VII Remake looks fantastic on a PlayStation yeah. 4. Yeah, it really does. Right. I forget. Did you get Cyberpunk? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh no, is it on your list? You? No, 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 no. But I mean, I mean, just later. We're talking about stuff we played over That's the holidays. Right. All right, all right. Well, what's okay? What's your number two then? <laughs> My number two is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Hey, there it is. Yes. So let's talk about this game because I played, you know, the original Spider-Man, and I liked it. And I actually, um, I was going back and listening to old episodes and old Game of the Year discussions. This and the original Spider-Man came up. And what I said in that was that I liked all the missions, but I always felt like the open world almost got in the way of, you know, just kind of like the game flow for me. And I kind of forgot about that criticism. And for whatever reason, in this game, I never felt that. And I don't know why that is. I think part of it is that it it did a pretty good job with that spider app and everything, or what was it called? The Friendly Neighborhood app. Yeah. Just kind of keeping you focused on where to go next. Like... I ha- like I'm, I plan to go back to the first one because of the remaster. I, I like I, I'm curious to, to compare it structurally, but for whatever reason, this game just pulled me right through it. And I think a lot of that is because I like Miles Morales so much. Like he's such a good character, and and just the way that they tell his story, it it, it does that thing that good fiction does, where you want to exist in this environment with these characters. Um, I felt th- I feel kind of the same way after like watching Soul or like Coco or something like that. Where like I want to like it like just participate with these people, and you get that from Miles because there's the, there's the main story, but there's kind of like this secondary quest line you can follow that you don't have to. And I think it helps pay off the ending a little bit, and it's, it just kind of involves all the characters in Miles' community, and like I just really like that. It, it had kind of vibes, not structurally, but thematically similar to the settlement assassin's creed 3 if that makes sense mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i just i love the way that pulled me through and then as a launch game for the ps5 th- this checked all the boxes you 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 played in the performance mode mostly but i i kept it on the the ray tracing i mode, still think you're just, a psychopath for doing that I, but oh, it just lo- it just looked too uh, good yeah this okay i i don't know i can't believe that you went that you settle for 30 frames per second just to have really nice reflections basically because again, like FPS to me is more important in like a shooter, like, as an action <sighs> it's game. It's pretty important it, in an open world game. I didn't, I didn't miss it. I honestly never felt uh, like oh, this is just so bad because it's not sixty. I mean, I can't believe how they added they added the performance it. RT mode after the fact, and that yeah, is well, that's great, amazing. That that is yeah, how I would do play that. it now. But I like, still can't, I still can't believe that. like sixty frames per second is such a so important for basically but, but every game. Almost, almost as big though as the ray tracing is the, the like this is the first and only really next gen game out so far that really hits the load time promise that they talked about. Um, not right. only just in the fast travel, but I did the thing where you know like PlayStation Five has those activity cards. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't even have the game open. Like, it's closed because I was playing something else. You can go to one of those activity cards, like pick a stealth challenge, click it. The screen fades to black. Three seconds later, I am in the game at the start of the challenge. Yeah. Like, from a cold boot. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. A, it is a gr- even. It's weird for a game that you can't technically play on a PlayStation 4 how good of a showpiece it is for right. the new uh, hardware just because of the ray tracing and the loading. Yeah, it, it is just paced better than the last game. I, you know, the regular uh, Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, it had some of those like weird stealth segments where you just play yeah. as, ironically, Miles Morales or MJ, right? And it was like, okay, why are these in the game? These are silly. And there's, there's nothing like that here. Uh, I, th- I think this game proved, and I understand why they have to be, but like an open world game doesn't need to be 60 hours. Now, like They can get away with yes. it here because they were reusing New York, so they didn't need to like get the bang for their buck for making this virtual city that a, a game might typically need. So that probably helped them. Right. Plus, but like, I, yeah, it was cool too. That it was like a Christmas time take on the city, so it mm-hmm. felt it still felt a bit different. But yeah, it was funny because everyone was like, "Is this a sequel? What is it?" And it actually led much more to feeling like a sequel to me than I thought it would. Yeah, like, yeah. I, same. I thought it would feel more like being in Uncharted: Lost Legacy thing. I'm like, oh no, this feels this feels like the next thing. This is great. How much does this want you uh, to uh, How much you want them to make some kind of co op? experience that is peter and miles together not that much not really i i, I was just thinking I like like you know without getting too into it like just based off the first mission yeah, a couple I, mean, little I think it would be needed to be something i try much but i, I try a little bit but no like, i wonder I if they know. could build a game around that and make it work yeah i don't know maybe i mean it'd like, be what, fun what, but what it, do they do next you know there's gonna be more spider-man, oh, gonna be games Spider-Man too and i mean yeah you probably play as both of them and you switch i don't know yeah that's a good question there's certainly more coming right yeah right it's it's just too good not to yeah so my number two was hades which hades, I, hades would probably make my list i just i didn't get a chance to play enough of it i played some just not enough i loved hades and and i i I actually thought that I was resisting the hype a bit. Like, I waited, like, a a month or two. Then by the time I jumped into it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually absolutely incredible. I I thought I liked Dead Cells. But when I I beat Dead Cells once, I'm like, all right, I beat Dead Cells. Mm -hmm. But this game, like, oh, no, that's just the beginning, beating it the first time. There's so much more to do, and I want to beat it so many times, and I want to get super good at this game and get all this extra content and get good with every weapon. You know, I mean, I was I I played it a ton. I I really did at some point make myself be like, all right, I got to stop playing this for now because I have other things I need to try out. But just that super great action RPG over the head, like combat, the really good art, the fun characters and storytelling, and just really good roguelike mechanics in terms of like the builds you would get, uh, and just the decisions you got to make and how you could how, all the different ways you can become powerful. It was just such a satisfying experience each time. And it was a game that, like, even though it's a single-player game, like, our other brother Chris was playing it, a couple of my other friends were playing it, it still felt social because we were, like, talking about right. our strategies and our builds and stuff like that. Man, it was... Yeah, this was definitely the biggest surprise of the year for me, how much I liked this. Very cool. All right, this is going to shock the world. But we're ready to reveal what our game of the year was. Yeah, I guess we, uh, I'm pretty sure we both have uh, this for number one, but it's uh, it's Ori and the Will of the Wisps for number hey. one. Yep, yep. So, uh, man, that's fine. Ori and the Blind Forest came out in 2015, and I know it was my game of the year then. Was it your game of the year in Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. And this is better. This is actually <laughs> what better. Do you know? What do you know? And, like, that was my big thing was, like, I like 
Ori and the Blind Forest so much. I was looking forward to this, obviously, but I was also like, well, I don't know if it's actually going to be better because it's just going to be the sequel more than the same. It was like, oh, no, this is way better. Yeah. It was bigger. It was longer. It had, like, a, an actually fleshed-out combat system. Somehow had a, a better story. Like, this game has... And I don't want to, like, you know, do spoilers, obviously, but th- this game has one of the best endings of any game ever. Yes, both both, both mechanically and story-wise. Yeah, the final boss fight is so good. It's, like, my new favorite final boss fight, like, yeah. even over well, I mean, Mother just, Brain just the and boss Super fights Metroid. in general are such yeah, a highlight in this game well, because some of them are combat-focused, some of them are traversal-focused, and some even combine the two. Yeah, well, a lot it's of like, them kind of going have on? bits of both, yeah, which is nice. There's, there's always a part, like... Usually you're fighting, but there's still it's important your movement and your platforming will matter at certain points. But uh I mean obviously it still is just absolutely gorgeous. There's there's not mm-hmm. a better looking game on Xbox One or, or, or as far as two D games it, in general. It's a go. shame that it had the couple of technical issues it didn't launch because I feel like a lot of people like that like that turned them off completely and they Maybe. never went back to it. Like I get that sense. And Maybe, really I don't know. Me. It's weird how even by the time it was ported to the Switch, that stuff was... Like, the Switch version runs fantastically, and even still looks very good. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. now you can play it on an Xbox Series X, and it's just... It's ridiculous. Yeah, you, it when looks. you do that 6K super right. sampling mode, I mean, it looks like concept but, art. But, I mean, I, re- I reviewed this thing even before a day one patch, so I reviewed it when it was at its roughest, and I didn't even care. I was like, no, it's still so good, whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I can deal with these... And, like, back then, the problems were just, like... Uh, like the map not scrolling fast enough for you or sometimes slow down or the, the big thing was every time you loaded the map you had to wait a second for it to load mm-hmm. but I was like ah whatever I don't care I love this game so much yeah we'll get there but yeah gosh just yeah one of my favorite games I played since we started doing this podcast really uh, I love a good Metroidvania like this might be the best one now it, I, it I, think so it I think, I so think it is I think it is it, it edges out Super Metroid for me it, it really yeah, does it's just, it's just ridiculous how well paced it is, how much fun it is, the progression of your abilities. By the end of it, you are you're almost just flying around that map. Oh, mm-hmm. in all the combats. Oh man, yeah, this game. I'll be thinking about this game for a very long time, and I'll be replaying it constantly. Just just super fun. The funny thing is, without even realizing it was going to happen, I beat it five years to the day that I beat the original game. I can't believe Mar- it. March seventeenth. Both times. I had no idea until I was looking at that. It, it actually was five years between the two. That seems yeah. insane to me. Between Black Forest and, and Will of the West. I had no idea. And Remember you were told it was going to be three years between Star Wars movies and you thought that was an eternity? Right? Yeah. Right. That's insane. But, you know, we never we didn't know there would ever be a sequel to Ori at the time. So even when they announced it, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's incredible. And uh, it, it, it ties in so well to the first game. Yeah, I truly do wonder how much of this was always planned and how much they like just kind of figured it out. They certainly you do make I mean? it all become one big, complete story. Right? And that's part of it. There's, it. It's such a satisfying experience. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, and I, and uh, I actually got uh, my site Gamesbeat to uh, agree to make this our overall game of the year there too, which is exciting. So yes, that, that was a fun soapbox moment. So now for it's Gamesbeat and Exploding Barrel game of the year. How about that? Hooray! Which which one's more prestigious? I don't know. I don't know which one's older. You tell me. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, were there so were there any other big games you want to talk about here? Yeah, so I I almost put it on my list, but I, f- I would feel remiss to not bring up Genshin Impact, which I know did nothing for you. It did. I, th- I feel like I'm weird because so many people liked this game. I thought it was interesting. I could not have cared. I played like a good few hours of it, 
And I just, aside from agreeing that it is very pretty, it is. It looks mm-hmm. very good, especially for a free-to-play game. Did not care. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still playing it to this day. Strange enough, my kids are into it. They both really oh, like it's it, very especially colorful Olivia. And pretty. I'm, I don't. Yeah, I'm not I'm too gonna, like they, they know how to get around the world. They they do combat. They do dungeons. They do quests. Like they're playing a video game. It's pretty wild, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think you know, it it it's as far as a free to play game goes. There's a lot you can play before it even tries to get money out of you. And I think it's pretty fair as far as that mechanic. Like, if you want, if you're like the kind of person who wants to go deep, try to get every character, max everything out. It, yeah, it's going to be expensive and feel a bit uh, draining on you. But if you're just here to play the game and play the quests, and you know they, they dish out a pretty, you know, fair amount of of the currency for free, so you'll probably get a few good characters here and there. Uh, there's a lot of game to play. I, I think I've put 15 bucks into it since it came out in September, which is is well worth what I've played. <laughs> You know, it's funny because the other Breath of the Wild clone, which, man, I feel like people aren't talking about very much, is uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, which... I feel like I feel like it got a weird late bump. I mean, it came out so late in the year. Like, that's why I haven't did. played it yet. And I want to, because I, I actually have a number of friends over in the Too Old for This community who've been playing it, and they all love it. Absolutely love it. See, I don't love it. I liked it. I don't love it. It's I, fun. I do want to try it at some point. Well, my it's, goal is... Um, I should mention, I'm, I'm on the 3070 hunt right now, which is wow, a soul-training experience. But I think as, fu- as soon as I can pull that off, I might just do like a month of U- Ubisoft Plus or whatever they call it. Ub- Ubisoft, um, U- what is it, Ubisoft Play? No, Uplay something else. I don't know. It was Uplay, and they changed I think it's just Ubisoft Plus. Um, I might just like punch in a month of that, so I could try that and Watch Dog Legions with the ray tracing. And, There's uh, a game I didn't play a single bit of once yeah, it came out. The retail was... Same. And another game that I feel like no one talked about very much. Is, yeah. is that man it's where no. Ubisoft had some big games and I feel like the only one that people really talked about a whole lot was Assassin's Creed Valhalla which I'm yeah, actually I, playing I now and I'm enjoying that it up. yeah, yeah I'm enjoying I, was, it. I was playing more last night and it's uh this, it's also very very good it's very pretty ex- like ex- with all Ubisoft games I feel like the character animations is always kind of rough like the character right. models themselves and like a screenshot look good, but the animation is weird. But the environments are fantastic. The arms move too much. They always like are like waving about too much. Well, it's it because you know it. It's again. I'm. I don't expect everybody to be like Naughty Dog and and a, like you know mocap everything right. But there is a difference between that and when the two talking heads talk to each other in a Assassin's Creed game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very different, but it's very good. It's very fun. Uh, what are you, what are you playing missions, it on? This uh, Xbox Series X. It looks great. The side yeah. missions are sometimes aggressively stupid, like <laughs> like almost too much. Like they're just like, oh, they're side missions, so we can just make them as silly as we want to. It's like there's the one where like there's two people and they like can't like like the guy can't get an erection unless he's raiding. So I burn his house down for him to help yeah, him get excited. I did like what? The, like, what <laughs> is this? one I did. I was just trying to get to a town, and I actually took kind of a meandering path, and I, I ended up on this mountain. And there's this guy up there with like a horse and like a broken cart, and he's like saying how he'll never be able to do this. And I go up to him, and he's, he's explaining how he. Um, I know this. He, I did this one. Yeah, he he like he like doesn't want his kids or something to get his wealth, and he's ready to go to the afterlife, you know, like like a, on an empty slate or something. So you help him like throw all of his possessions off this cliff. And then he thanks you, and he just, like, shouts to some god and, like, leaps off the cliff. And then Eivor's sitting there going, like, the hell was that? 
I mean, but that's the thing, though. It's like they're like they're all weird. Like that's the point. But they're just they're too stupid. There's too much. Like I, don't I know. know. I was kind of enjoying it because because no, I mean at I least those like they weren't like anything. It's not like, funny. Hard to do. It doesn't amuse me. No, it's too stupid. I thought, it's I too thought much. The, one, the guy jumped off the cliff. Was no, funny. it's too stupid. Plus, I was also mad because I went through all the trouble of climbing down the cliff and finding his body, thinking that like I'd get something. There's nothing there. Oh, you found uh, him. I, I found him. him. <laughs> I found him. I mean, it was mangled up. That's but I, I don't know. So this, it's it's too it's too stupid. Uh, my so it was number ten on my actual list was Streets of Rage four. Did you play this? No, remember we tried to play it that one night and like oh, yeah. the connection wasn't working, and I just yeah. kind of never got back to it. I've I've been on a big uh, beat 'em up kick this year in general, and uh, mm-hmm. this man this this game was is super good. The two D art is fantastic. Streets of Rage mechanics are, are really 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 good. Uh, just man, if you like beat 'em ups, this is, might be. I think Streets of Rage 2 might still be the best beat-em-up ever, but this might be number two now. I don't know. But, yeah, totally worth seeing. Uh, a big one, this was number nine, was Animal Crossing New Horizons, right? Like, this was such a... This was such... I, maybe the most important game of the year in a way, right? I thought this was the year I was going to finally get into an Animal Crossing, and I tried. I played for, like, a month. I was like, you know what? This is just still boring. See, I, I finally did get into it, and I used to I be couldn't. like you, but this time I was, I was, I was into it. I liked it. Yeah, I just I just couldn't do it. I, don't I know. made my Mega Man three room. Have fun with that. Yeah, nah. I don't know. Nah, I take care of a house in real life. Like I didn't need to do it. A video another game. game, man. I couldn't believe like you and our other brother Chris didn't touch this, and I liked it a lot. Was Ghost of Tsushima? Like you yeah, guys yeah, couldn't it, have cared it, less. It, it when it came out again. It was like the summer. I forget what I had really going on. I, I didn't feel like playing a map game. And then it's um, a map game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and I knew Valhalla was coming, and I was actually interested in that a little more. It's better. So I, I, I like Tsushima better than Valhalla. Well, and, I, and I I'm glad I, I waited because apparently it runs like they did like a 60 frames per second mode on PS5, and it, it looks really good. So when I get okay. to it, you know, I'll play it on my PS5. So I'm glad for that. So I, I do plan on this. getting to it when you get there. Yeah, when it's like 30 bucks in April I'll or something. Hat. Sure. Uh, you you played it and didn't care for it. I haven't touched it. It's The Last of Us Part Two. That, I, that is so weird to me. That game. I don't know what it is about me because, you know, it's funny because I, I've been thinking about this. Where you know, obviously, my, my taste kind of leaned more towards like, you know, brighter, happier stuff. <laughs> Nintendo. Disney. I thought as I would get older, that would kind of mellow out a bit, and I'd be more interested in darker, grittier stuff. But yeah, the opposite is happening, right? I'm, I'm more settled in my ways, in a way. <laughs> and especially with this year, like, stuff like that, right? And Last of Us is, it's just very, it's a it's a game about miserable people living in a miserable world. It's, it's what it ultimately is. And if, if I feel like I'm not learning something really interesting there, or, it, like, the storytelling has to be really good. And mm-hmm. I think the performances are really good, right? I think the technology and that, oh, that's good. Is the story itself all that interesting? Uh, from what I played so far, not 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 so much so. I don't think there was anything revelatory or incredibly artistically done there. So yeah, you know, it's just kind of the same way I felt about Half Life Alex, which I, which I beat. It's just like this dark, dreary game, and I just was not into that so much this year. Part of mm-hmm. me still feels like I need to beat Last of Us Part Two. I don't know, but yeah, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I got 10 hours into it, and part of it was everybody saying it was too long, and at 10 hours, that's when you beat Last of Us 1, I'm like, there's still 10 hours of this to play, like, why? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to start playing something else. And then I just, mm-hmm. I, I think what happened was, actually, I got my review code 
for Ghost of Tsushima, and I started playing that, and I just I just didn't go back to it. Yeah. Right. And you're, you, I mean, you kind of, because you kind of did the same thing with uh, Half Life Alex, right? Like you tried that and you didn't care. Yeah, much like, it, sh- it should have been great. I was all set. I had my, I had my, my uh, Oculus I mean, how, uh, quest. How long have and, we been waiting for a new Half Life? Right, and and it, it was just stressful. Hmm. And and I felt like, and you know, it, I'm not playing in super ideal conditions. I was using my Oculus Quest in in the wireless uh, setup I have for it, so I could do it in my living room where I have more space. But but I always felt like. I could never quite do what I wanted to do. And, you know, when there's like a f- damn zombie coming at you and you're trying to hurry up and grab something to get it away from you, it's it, it just created too much stress. And I, I, the ammo scarcity in the game really bothered me. Because here's the thing. If, if it's just a regular video game and I'm pointing with a mouse, I can hit these shots. And fine. If I only had six bullets to take out two zombies, I can probably get by. But in VR, where the aiming's not as precise, I kind of need, like, two shots to center myself every time. So I, ju- I just felt like so the ammo scarcity kind of worked against that, that game. That wasn't too much of a my, my thing is just that VR is inherently still a little uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Even, like, even I had a Valve Index, right, which is, like, top of the line for this stuff. And even with that, like, I still just wouldn't feel great, like, after playing for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even with the Valve Index, right, like, just the m- smallest thing, like, my room could, was barely meeting the minimum requirements for the space that it needed. So, like, I was often seeing the little grid telling me that I was almost out of room and I didn't have quite enough room to really stretch out and stuff. And even just that would hamper the experience a bit, right? It's right. just so, it's so much work. It's so finicky. So, yeah. you know, and I'd be, I spend a couple hours playing this stressful game. I take the headset off and I'm like uncomfortable and sick, you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? Oh, right. I'm reviewing this game. I have to. Would I be doing this <laughs> if job. I didn't have to? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I really did like and had just a total fun with the entire time was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Man, I like those games. Yeah, and I just, I haven't had the compulsion to buy it yet, but I played it at your place. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is great. This uh, is exactly I, what it needed to be. I absolutely wanted it immediately. I love I love those games and mm. just yeah. I very quickly played through all of them and got all of the uh, the tapes or medals and in, in every level. Got the, there's something about that basic gameplay is so much so satisfying to be like if, if you call this a sports game, these are my favorite sports games ever. Sure. I just hope we get Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three because that that's like my actual favorite one. But man, right, right. Ah, uh, yeah. That that that's just great. Just uh, such a good remake. It looked so good. It played so well. Yeah, absolutely. I need to send some love to uh, Minecraft Dungeons, actually. Oh, gosh. I've been playing with my kids, and uh, we have a good time with it. I'll tell you what, though. It gets hard. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm playing with two five-year-olds, so that's not helping. Um, but, like, they, like, throw a lot of bad guys at you, and it can get overwhelming pretty quickly, depending what you're doing. But it's got a pretty clever um, progression system. You level up, but really it's all about your gear. And you have you have like your armor, your your melee, and your ranged weapon. But then you also have like three artifact slots, and those are like your abilities, basically. Um, so I try to keep healing stuff for myself so I can help the the kids stay healed up. Uh, I mean, for just you know, in the evening after Walt goes to bed, if we've got forty minutes to kill, we'll go downstairs and run a dungeon and have a good time. That's nice. Yeah, it's fun. We also um, it's kind of a late thing for us this year, but we 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 just now are getting in the Call of Duty Warzone pretty well. Yeah, we were starting to play that, and it's been it's and I'm surprised how much fun it is. Yeah, it's a it's a really solid battle royale. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised because we played Blackout and liked it, but uh, this this year okay. is a little a little better. 
Yeah, it does feel better. The gulag system is nice. You kind yeah, of have that's a, little a really bit cool of, innovation. Right, and there's pinging. Like, they, they basically added, add some things from Apex that, that work pretty well here. There's, there's like those little missions you get, which, which are nice. But yeah, just the map is good. Yeah, it's something I think we'll be playing more of for mm. at least yeah, this for first sure. part of this year. The last big one for me is Astro's Playroom, which yeah, I, yeah. I, I loved at first just playing through it. And I, it's such a good, like, quote-unquote pack-in game for the PlayStation 5. Right. Like, it's so much fun how it shows you how the adaptive triggers uh, can work and the, the vibration and all that stuff and all the just PlayStation cameos. All packed around, like, a really good 3D platforming experience. But then I got into this whole speedrunning race thing with, with my co-worker, very, Jeff Very Grubb. amusing. Where at some point we were in like the top top five for this record, and it was this intense race, and I spent like more, I spent like tens of hours on that, which is insane. Just played the same level. Over Jeff Grubb didn't actually finish the game; <laughs> he put no, like eighty hours into that's it. That's insane to me, right? But man, I yeah. So that like that's that was my taste with speed running, really, and it was it was interesting. It was really fun, and uh, but. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have done that if I didn't think the game was super fun to play and, and mechanically right. interesting. So, yes, Astro's Playroom is just so charming and fun, and I kind of hope we get more of that in terms like, maybe we'll get a full-blown sequel that's, like, a really full-length game or something. Mm-hmm. So, let me let me wrap up this kind of 2020 discussion with, with Cyberpunk. Cause oh, gosh. I, I, <laughs> I didn't touch it. So, here here's kind of what happened to me. I, I honestly, like, I never was into the hype cycle for this game. Like, I don't have an affinity for the cyberpunk RPG property. I was never, like, I, I like Witcher 3, but I never got super into it. So, I'm not, like, a big CD Project Red guy or anything. Um, so, I was just kind of, like, was like, oh, let's see how this goes. And then, you know, the, the first reviews come out. And they're all, like, eights and nines. And, you know, Jeff Grubb gave it his three out of five. And, and um, uh, what's her name from GameSpot gave it the seven. And and cause all a big kerfuffle. But honestly, it was Jeff's review that convinced me I might like it because his knock on the game was how it's the world. is not very reactive. It's not emergent. It's much more just funneling you from quest to quest and you're doing these really good quests. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of what I like, honestly, maybe I'll enjoy this. Like, it's just kind of like a fun, like RPG shooter to just kind of go through some levels and do some stuff. Um, so I just decided to bite the bullet and try it out. And I had it you know, on Series X because I figured, well, if I'm going to play this, you know, I'll get the next gen upgrade eventually, and, and that'll be great. And uh, you know, I did the performance mode, and I honestly didn't have any major problems. Not even like a lot of minor glitches happened to me. I, I was playing it and having a really good time, actually. So I got through like the kind of first chapter, and then there's like this prologue thing that happens, and that's kind of like when you get the title screen. I played that far, and I was getting, I was like fine with it. Like I again, no no issues or anything. I was enjoying myself, but then like kind of like this this shit hit the fan with all the bugs and the last gen versions and everything. So they kind of like gave indefinite uh, refunds on the Xbox, and I was like, you know what? I got my taste of it. I can wait for the next gen patch. I'll just get my money back and then buy it again later on when the patch comes out and see where it is. So I did that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to like this game fine when, like, I, f- I feel comfortable buying it, which I don't know when that is. It really did, to me, feel like a new Deus Ex. Sure. A good and, one, you know? Yeah, that's fine. But as somebody who actually does like Witcher 3 a lot, I was kind of hoping for something more like that in terms of, like, the openness and the complexity well, I, I'll tell you what, have you size. ever seen... 
Have you ever seen a studio flush goodwill down the toilet? Yeah, rough year <laughs> the for way them, they huh? Have. I mean, like, it was kind of like Blizzard's turn last year, and really in the last few years, like, like, like public opinion on them has soured a lot, I feel like. I mean, man, these guys took any goodwill they had, and like, meh, gone, we don't need it. Well, they'll buy, and the thing was, like, you know, it's sold in record numbers and blah, blah, right, blah. But, fell, but Yeah, that's probably going to fall but off. But how much of that was refunded? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you still can't you still can't buy it on the PlayStation digitally. That's nuts. Even yeah. on the PS, you know, on the PS5, it works fine. You can't buy it even if you wanted to, unless you got a, a well, physical it's copy. Technically, a PlayStation Four game with like right. that. Yeah, and that's because they, they're they're weird insistence of like this was always built with the last gen consoles in mind, but you know we we, we figured we'd do a next gen patch just because we ended up delaying the game so close to release. Like how 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 were they at any point in development this game? Running this on like an Xbox One S, or even an Xbox One launch, and we're like, well, we'll we'll wrap this up at the eleventh hour just, and just just you know tighten the graphics on level three, and it'll be great. I mean, part of it, part of me is like, you know, like we almost started thinking of CD Projekt Red as some premier studio because everybody liked Witcher Three so much. But, like, you know, Witcher 3 still had a lot of bugs, too. And I think at that point, everyone was still like, well, you know, it's this Euro... Yeah, key. coming off of Witcher 2 and everything, yeah, which this, is like... You know, it's, Euro, yeah. it's Euro jank. You expect that. And all of a sudden, people were like, oh, we don't expect that now. This is a premier studio. Right? This is like Bethesda. And it's, it's, they're not like Bethesda. They're not, yeah. They, 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 Witcher they 3, again, it didn't start there. It got there. Yeah, and that so. was one game. <laughs> So, again, kind of lesson learned there. I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm sure Microsoft is so happy that they delayed the yeah. after seeing yeah. that whole kerfuffle. They are thrilled with that decision. As tough as I'm sure, I'm sure it was, it seems like the right move now. Yeah, for sure. All right, All then. Right. I, guess, I guess that's a good look at the year. So, here's what we're going to do, Mike. We, as you know, are kind of wrapping up the show. So, what I did today... I went back to all of our past Game of the Year episodes and found all of our old Game of the Year picks, going back to 2007. Oh, jeez. So first we're going to go through, I'm going to see if you remember what we picked each year, and we could talk a little bit about them. And then at the end, we're going to pick the Exploding Barrel Game of Show. But is that now or for next week? Or next no, month? right now. What's the, what's the last episode, then? Oh, that's going to be our our, our next gen review and uh, future okay. predictions. All right, all right, lay it on me then. Okay, so we both picked Ori and the Will of the Wisps for 2020. Yes. What do you think? Uh, do you remember 2019? What we both picked? Well, only because you asked me, and I had I didn't until I looked it up, and it was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, and do you remember what I picked? You no. Jedi Fallen Order. I should have known. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was pretty high for me too. I imagine. Yeah. 2018. Do you remember? Okay, 2018 was... Okay, I, I think I know what 2017 was. The year after that, gosh. No, what was? what is it? It was the second year the Switch was out. What do you think you picked? Oh, Smash Bros. It's Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, now, you may not remember what I picked, because... I haven't still finished this game, but I couldn't think of a better <laughs> made game than what this... This is me being a little more objective than subjective that year. I'm being excited now. <laughs> what is it? What was it? God of War. I thought you didn't even like God of War. No, I liked it a lot. I just... It was... It, was, it did that classic thing. Remember, we, we went to yeah. um, Disney while I was in the back. middle of playing it, and I just never picked it up after we got back. You'll never be ready for the sequel. Yeah. 2017. Do you remember what we picked that? Yeah, that's Mario Odyssey for me. I think you did Breath of the Wild, though. That is correct. Mm-hmm. 2016. 
What did we pick? Okay. 2016. That's harder. Um, it's, it's getting harder just remembering what games came out this year now. I was uh, surprised at what we picked, actually. And we both g- picked the same thing. Really? So I know what it's going to be the year before this one. Help yeah, me out. What is it? What is well, it wasn't Uncharted 4. It's Overwatch. Yes. Overwatch. That's right. It was Overwatch. I, I think I we surprised ourselves. We kind of talked ourselves yeah. into it. Yeah, that's right. Uncharted 4 was number two for me. And I, yep. that's right. I forgot that. I, I, I still play Overwatch so often. I forget that the game's four years old. Right. Jeez. All right. 2005 is easy. That's Ori in the Blind way. Forest. Uh-huh. Was, was it for you also? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So easy that's for peasy. both of us. 2014. Now that is interesting. 2014. I'll give you clues when you're ready. I'm ready for clues. Yours was on the Wii U. <laughs> I was worried about that. I was worried. About, I, I don't think Smash 4 came out in 14. I thought it came out 13. It was also on the 3DS. Uh, it was Smash Brothers. It was. Wow. Okay. It was just Smash Brothers for Wii U. Okay. What was then, yours? Ah, uh, because even the even listening to the audio from that year when I picked it, you were you were like, you were surprised, but then you were like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Was it Link Between Worlds that came out that nope, year? That wasn't that year. Okay, I know you picked it one year. What was it? Titanfall. Oh uh, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 2004, uh, 2013. Okay, 2013. Was this was this the year Gravity Rush came out? No, no, this wasn't when Gravity Rush came out. 2013. So this is like, so this is the this is this is oh, the yeah. year the PlayStation Four and Xbox One launched, but it's not any of those games. No, Wii U had been out. I bet it's a oh 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 it's fi- it's Fire Emblem Awakening. That's yours, and what's mine? Yes! Oh, I thought of it. Yours, is this yours? It was Zelda? Yep. Like, All right. worlds. Yeah, this was, tw- this was Prime big, 3DS. That, huh? that was kind of like the, like the big hurrah of the 3DS for us, yeah. All right, so at this point, I have three games that have... Three game series that have two representations each, with Ori, Smash Brothers, and uh, Fire Emblem. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, 2012. Was this Gravity Rush? That was Gravity Rush. Do you remember what I picked? No. It's the third game in a trilogy. Mass Effect. Yep. Mass, Mass Effect 3 was that, man. That, but that both feels like a long time ago and not that long ago. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. All right. 2011. Mine's easy that year. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Yours is Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> yours is Skyrim. What the heck is mine? In 2000, I'm honestly God. surprised this was your game. I, I can't remember what else came out that year, but I'm surprised this was your favorite game. Really? Now I'm curious. Give me a hint. It also has Sky in the title. <laughs> oh, the Skyward Sword. I do remember getting some yeah. flag for this. I said yeah. I like Skyward Sword. I, stand oh, I do by too. It. I do too. I like it. I thought that I thought that had some fantastic dungeons. I really did. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mind the extra story. I thought yeah. the motion controls actually worked pretty well. Yeah, they actually were great. I like Skyward Sword more than Twilight Princess. I admit it. Yeah, me too. I admit it. <laughs> Looking back on it, I think that uh, Link Between Worlds was better than it, but... Oh, sure. Hey. Oh, sure. Okay, 2010. Man, now this is where... This is so long ago, it's getting harder to remember right. what came out in... Two, was was, Bra- was Bravely Default in 2010? You, you never picked Bravely Default. I don't think I ever did. I think you're correct. I don't think I did. G- well, well, give me a clue about yours first. 
It's the second game in a trilogy. <laughs> oh, with Mass Effect 2? Yes. Okay. So, gosh, well, not, that doesn't help me too much. I, I did no. like Mass Effect 2 a lot. I, what came out that year? That was your number liked... two. Well, game, okay, give me a hint here, then. Uh, th- this game is the first, in, and it has a sequel that's more recent. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What platform? Uh, consoles and, and PC. But PC came later, but not for the What's first it? game. The only way you can play the first game on a PC is through PS Now. Really, really? Why is that? Why would it? Why would that be the case? Give me another hint. I thought I knew uh, it for a second, but I lost it's it. It's open then. world. It's open. It's open world. Uh huh. Gosh, it was original, and then the it sequel had a is actually a prequel. And actually, I said this is the first game, but technically, it's a sequel, sort of. Oh, Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Oh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that never came to PC. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's insane. Yeah. God, that game's good. Red Dead Redemption Two is also very good. Like, even at, I remember at the time I had a bit of like hesitation on that, and by the end I was like really into it. And now, like retroactively, I'm like, oh no, that was a fantastic game. I love that. But Red Dead Redemption One was like revelatory at the time. Right. Uh, okay, 2009, we were unanimous. Was this Uncharted 2? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, Uncharted 2. <laughs> I love it. That, man, this was, this was the year I started really, like, doing game journalism also. Cause yeah. The first yeah. thing I ever wrote was about Uncharted 2. God, I like Uncharted 2. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an important one. That's an important game for Mikey. Yep. All right, 2008, we were also unanimous. This is a game that I think, to this day, I probably like more than you do. Okay. Interesting. So I think I know what 2007 is. 2008. I'm, I'm, gosh, I mean, it's an Xbox 360 era game, and I'm just trying so hard uh-huh. to remember. What? Give me some hints. Give me a hint. Um, it's the third game in a series. Yeah, gosh. Bit, bit, bit of a um, genre shift for the series. Yeah. New developer. New developer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping. Liam Neeson was in it. <laughs> Fallout. Yes. That's right. Fallout 3. I did like Fallout 3 a lot. And this was like me getting into Western RPGs really yeah, for the first time. Yeah, this is kind of your introduction to the genre. Yeah. yeah, I did like Fallout 3. That's right. And in 2007, that's the, is that our first year, 2007? 2007. Now, I, I had thought we were unanimous. We actually weren't. Well, I said Bioshock, right? Yeah. Now, what I said, do you, do you know? I hope it's something stupid so I can laugh at you now. Well, it's not, but... This was early enough in the show. I feel like if I tried to do this in any other year, you would have yelled at me and, and made me be more specific. Was it Rock Band or something stupid? No, oh, no you're no. more specific. Oh, no. Why? What'd you say? Something weird? A f- <laughs> uh, was it a, a follow me here? What'd you say? No, 2007. What were some other big releases in 2007? Um, uh, Mirror's Edge, maybe, but not no, that. No. I don't know. What was it? What was it? What was it? Well, we got a really good puzzle game, we got a really good single-player shooter, and we got a really good multiplayer shooter. Oh, you said the orange box. I did. I just said the whole orange box. I do remember that. I don't I don't know, because back then it almost did feel like that, right? Like yeah. It was a game. So I, I, I kind of get it, and it's not, obviously those are all three good games, so... Uh, if you had just said Portal, even I would have maybe allowed it or, or been more up for it. But yeah, I, I, I get it. Man, uh-huh. Orange Box. God, I can't believe this show started when Orange Box came out. 
I, I played that in L.A. The Orange Man. Well, we're getting it. Team Fortress 2 was new. That game is right. ancient now. Yeah, we, we talked about the nine-year wait between Team Fortress Classic and Team Fortress 2. That was 13 yeah, years ago. it felt forever. It felt forever. <laughs> that was 13 years ago, Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Mike, how old were you in 1998? I would be 12. Yeah. <laughs> the time 12. between now and Team or Fortress 11. 2 is greater than the time between your birth and Team Fortress Ugh. Classic. Ugh, don't th- no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that was wow. it. That's that's our, our list of games. I'm going to text it to you so you could reference it to you, although I don't know how this is going to format. It's a little janky, I think but I still you can kind see of it. remember. So we need to figure this out. It has to be unanimous decision. Oh, really? What is the game of show? Well, okay, here, here are my favorite ones. Yes. From out everything. Uncharted 2, obviously very big deal for me. It was very important. Uh-huh. Uh, Overwatch. Gosh, I play so much Overwatch. Mario Odyssey. I just play a ton of. I, I also want to see the new Ori, but like that's so new. So I, I do too, but I think Mike that might actually be mine. Really? I think Ori and the Will of the Wisp is like. It it could potentially if if you if I think about it now that I've had a chance to chew on it, could be my favorite video game. Really? I think I so. Mean, it's very, it's incredibly, it's ridiculously good. I mean, I mean, traditionally, like, like you know, it's always been the kind of Grim Fandango thing, but Skyrim was kind of jostling up there a lot, and so was Breath of the Wild, frankly. I mean, my, my, my number three was very easily Breath of the Wild, Skyrim, and Grim Fandango. I think Ori might be the new favorite. I wow. honestly think that. Now you're making, I thought I was Mr. Ori, but I don't know if it's my favorite <laughs> game ever, so now I feel like I don't, I don't even know it's real anymore. Uh, gosh, gosh, it's, it's, like, part of me, like, Uncharted 2 just meant so much to me, and it's so early on that it's, like, nostalgic. Right, right. I, I mean, I, it, is, I think it is 11 years old. It's 11 years old. It's, like, a linchpin for my career. It was kind of, like, what ga- like games became so much more like that. Uh, eventually, gosh, gosh, uh, game of the show. Gosh, that's, that's, that's hard. What, like, what else would you consider aside from Ori? I might consider Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah, makes some sense. I'd say I could, I'd consider Skyrim, but I don't think you'd go for it. I mean, I, I get it. It's also so, it's almost not obvious, but it's a little like, well, yeah, it's, sure. It's in the in the nine years since, it's, the game's become a cliche of, a, of it's been, sorts, yeah. you know? Like, it, I, you know, I'll say this about Skyrim. It's It came out forever ago, and it's still very relevant somehow, right? right? Because, like, people still somehow haven't really done much to surpass that. The closest thing we came to was was Witcher 3, and even that kind of came out a while ago now. Yeah. So, th- th- yeah, that's weird. Um, Gosh, gosh, gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. If it wasn't I, Ori, if it wasn't Ori in the Will of the Wisps, I would probably say Uncharted 2. See, I kind of... The three I would consider here would be Uncharted 2, Overwatch, or Ori. Yeah. Uh, and those are, those are three times that we were unanimous. The only other time we were unanimous was... Fallout 3. That's interesting. And well, and Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah, but like <laughs> it is it's it is funny how I almost have to like discredit that game more now just because the sequel is better. Right. But it is what it is. Uh so okay. Gosh. 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 I, well you certainly play a lot of Overwatch with each other. 
Right. I guess it's a it's a matter of like this one that we like all the the one that the game that we grew into or the game that like we early on both agreed on and fell in love with, mm-hmm. or just the, this kind of middle groundy one with Overwatch. When's the last time you played Uncharted Two? When the uh, Nathan Drake collection came out, so it was still very you. good. Yeah, and it was still very good. It was still great. Uh, it wasn't quite as you know. I, I won't. I won't lie. It wasn't quite like the I've never seen anything like this before. Feeling that it was that first time, right? Right. Well, let, let, so let, let's let's go. Let's 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 try to work it out between Ori and Uncharted because they're a little more like for like. I'm gonna say Ori because consider the ending of both games. I, I like Uncharted, Uncharted 2's I mean, when you fought that guy with the tree, and it was kind of See, a standard boss. I, I, I didn't have a fine. problem with that. I didn't have a problem with it, but compare okay. that to the final boss of Ori and the sure. World. Well, sure. Ori, and, Ori and Willis has the best final boss ever. I think Uncharted yeah. 2 has... I, I'll tell you what, when, before that, for some reason, when you're going down that the Tree of Life, and like the chapter selection came... Or the chapter title came up, right? Yeah. And it was like chapter like 21 or whatever it was, the Tree of Life. Like I got, I had chills at that oh, point yeah. the first time. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, man, well. this is a big deal. I don't know why, but sure, sure. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Now, let's, uh, let's consider what do you think the best moment for each game is? Because, you know, Uncharted's clearly the train train level what's what what is that from ori aside from the final encounter well it might be the final boss especially when that final platform starts falling down. i know i know i'm trying to so, think like, I mean, like, like there's like a middle game section that, that would be my answer well the the, the spider boss fight was incredible probably too. yeah the spider boss fight was was insane there's still tons of moments like that yeah uh, I, I, i'd say the best mid-game thing from an ori game was still the 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 um Jinsu tree uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Water. I don't know if anything was quite as good game. as the Gensu Tree. Yeah. 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 I mean, and then Overwatch is just a very pretty evergreen game. Uh, it's hard, because I don't... <laughs> I could go with any of these. Uh, like, this is an important decision that will have ramifications. Well, are you, are you leaning? I think I'm still leaning Ori. Well, what the heck, then? <laughs> don't All do right. it. I mean, obviously, I like that game quite a lot. There's, there's a part of me that wishes there's more hindsight on it, but hey, what's well, it. that's just that just shows the industry progresses, and it's yeah. all good. Yeah, but I mean, I think Uncharted Two would be right behind it, and like, yeah, uh, I, I agree yeah, with that. That game was so, especially just for me, yeah, the game was so important. But yeah, I, I, and I didn't put up a fight for Mario Odyssey, but like that would—that's probably my second favorite game that I played since we started doing this. See, show. And the funny I thing is, because that that year I put Breath of the Wild. I think Mario Odyssey is my number three that year. Actually, I don't remember what my number two was. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, real, real, real quick, funny fact too. As I was listening to the 2007 Game of the Year, that was actually the same episode where you completed your Final Fantasy journey. <laughs> you oh beat my Final god. Fantasy Ten that week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What I'm trying to find what year the Mirror's Edge one came out because that's a game that 2008. So I don't know if yeah, I you talked it about that. it. I did because I, I feel like as time went on, I liked that game more and more. Yeah, even. We, we we were talking about DLC coming out for it actually in that episode. Yeah, it I was very funny Edge. to go back to these episodes just hearing like the changes to audio quality. No, I bet. Um, I, I stumbled well, upon the I someone I think it was the first episode Jeff Grubb ever did with us, and he sounds like no a way. child. Oh my god! Well, it's funny because I'm doing I'm I'm listening to a podcast now, the history of England, and it like, like the uh, the earliest episodes are like 2012. And the audio is so bad, but like you know, <laughs> it's a linear story. I had to right, kind of go there. Right. All right then. So, what's your least favorite game <laughs> that you have on here? I'm kind of curious. Uh, hmm. 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 Uh, 
probably Mass Effect 3 if I had to pick one. I well, think certainly so. My, certainly my least favorite. <laughs> well, from your list, what's your least I know, favorite? I know. From my li- I mean, Smash 4 has just been totally eclipsed by Smash that, 5. Yeah, that's kind of an easy choice, huh? So, uh, yeah, but if, if, if not that, maybe in retrospect, Fallout 3 now. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, th- I, I, I like it more uh, than you did, I think, to this day. But I don't know. Maybe I like Fallout 3 more than Fire Emblem Three Houses, actually. Maybe, maybe Three Houses was a bit of a quote-unquote weakish pick. was was a weird year. There wasn't like a like an obvious standout, it felt like that Right, year. like... Like, you know, I'm super passionate about Ori, and I'm super passionate about, like, you know, Mario. Like, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, I liked a lot, but it wasn't, like... What was the year that, uh, freaking, uh, the, uh, Dragon Dragon Age 3 came out, and it was winning Game of the Year awards? I wonder what I picked that year now. Was that? 2014. Yeah, was what it 14? That was Smash 4 and Titanfall. Yeah, those are better. Yeah, even those are, like, not weakish, but kind of weaker picks. You know, that was a weird year. Uh-huh. All right, so it's Ori. Ori and the World of Wisps. Ori was good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right then. It. I guess that's gonna wrap it up for this one. Ah, uh, getting to the end, Mike. We're getting close. We're getting there. We'll see. Getting to it. I still don't like calling it the end. I don't know why, but it very clearly <laughs> is the end. <laughs> it clearly, clearly yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Exploding Bro Podcast. You can find more of us at epodcast.com. You, uh, if you if you want to follow us on social media, I guess you can. Those are probably going to become inactive soon. Uh, uh, the only but thing hey, I do post on is show links. Do check out nineties.disney.com, our, our our new and not dying podcast about nineties yes. Disney. Our new <laughs> the podcast episode. that probably killed this podcast. Yeah, it's a, po- it's a podcast. Uh, the last episode was about uh, countdown to extinction, the ride mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom. So check that out. And yeah, I guess we'll see you next next month for the last episode oh god so uh bye probably in a few weeks here we'll uh like i said we'll talk about the the next gen consoles and the future of gaming as we see it and then we'll just disappear into the ether yep then we'll find our our vining fig tree (laughs) 